audio sermons from Peachtree Christian Church. Today's scripture is from the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, I hope you enjoyed that extra hour of sleep, because I'm about to use it all. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Today is All Saints Sunday. It's the day we remember and we honor those who have died in the past year. And this year, we will also be honoring those who have died and whose lives we still carry with us. Dee told me, this is the most names and photographs in the spiritual pathway that she can remember. That means there's a lot of grief in here this morning. And all that entails. The sorrow, the relief from pain, the missing of our loved ones, the peace, the joy, the confusion. I know myself, I have two photos to place on the altar during communion. So will you please join me in prayer as we enter into hearing a message from God this morning while we carry these burdens, these memories, these people with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the lives of those we've lost. We thank you for the the laughter and the memories, the love that we have shared with each other. We pray that you pour out your spirit this morning and you give us peace and joy in you and trust in who you are and your goodness. We pray that you open us up and help us to hear your message for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, Reverend Bond preached of the two greatest commandments in Scripture, love God and love people. And we see this exchange happen in all the synoptic Gospels in Matthew and Mark and Luke. And it's always just a little bit different, but Jesus always never answers the one question of what is the greatest commandment. He's, he always adds in those pesky people, too. Love God and love neighbor. And then today in our passage, Jesus draws us in when he starts with, listen to the scribes and Pharisees and do what they tell you. I don't know if you actually read the Gospel of Matthew or the last 22 chapters of it. That is not what I ever expect Jesus to say. He has been 
blasting these people nonstop. But we keep reading it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. Yes, there's the Jesus I know and love. Get him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I like to read a bunch of different versions of the scripture. And, it's, and I was reading the message this week. And the message goes on to describe the scribes and Pharisees. And speaks to them like this. The scribes and Pharisees love to preach from marble pulpits and wear long black robes with colorful stoles and be called reverend. I uh, felt a little bit persecuted. Uh, felt like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't think of the Pharisees as the bad guy all the time. Maybe I should be willing to put myself in their place. Maybe... Maybe the Pharisees like to be called elder and sit in nice seats, too. Oh, boy. Maybe the Pharisees like to be called deacons and sit as the chair of committees. Or maybe they just like to look respectable and be known to attend the pretty cathedral in Midtown. No one's free to take a pass from Jesus' criticism this morning. It's always a safe choice to put ourselves in the place of the scribes and Pharisees in the gospel. Because what Jesus is talking about here isn't a scribes and Pharisees issue. It's a human issue. Jesus, just a few chapters before, when he tells the disciples what true greatness is, and that true greatness is found in serving others, he tells them the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. I think we can all agree with that. We I don't feel particularly loved by my politicians or cared about at times or heads of businesses don't seem to be really caring about all their employees as much as maybe they should, uh, according to Jesus. And sometimes I might not care as much about others as I should be. But he goes on to talk about the scribes and Pharisees and their issues. They They tie up heavy burdens and place them on the people. They know what to do. And I think this this comes right after what Katie preached on last week, when no one denies that the Pharisees know the two greatest commandments. They never say, Jesus, you're wrong. It's not love God and love neighbor. They do in Luke go, but who's my neighbor? Trying to get out of that one. But they know the answer. So what's the difference, then, between Jesus and the Pharisees? While they tie up heavy burdens and place them on people, Jesus in Matthew 11 says, My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And just before, in chapter 20, as I mentioned, when he talks about serving others, he tells them that he didn't come to be served, but to serve and be a ransom for many. If you keep, as we keep coming here every every week, if you're just coming to sit here for an hour and be served and not care for this community and serve one another, I think we might be missing the points that Jesus is talking about. The Pharisees knew all the answers. They knew to love God. They knew to love people. 
But they didn't live that out as God intended. They didn't love others as children, as their own children. They didn't love others as brothers and sisters. In the passage read this morning, it says, you have one teacher and you're all students, but other translations say, for you are all brothers and sisters. Last week during communion, I mentioned that I once loved to be right about everything. Luckily, that has changed. I wanted to have all the answers. But I was asked by a minister who I love to bother and question, Brooks, do you have any kids? To which I had to answer at the time, no. And then he said, shut up and listen, because you know nothing about love. I needed to hear that then. But that doesn't mean, what he said doesn't mean that you need to have children to understand love. It means that you do need to love others unconditionally. It just so happens that for many of us, it takes having children to pull that off. But the true understanding of that love is, is loving others and serving others, even when the benefit is all for them and not about you. I needed to learn that love before any of those truths I knew about Scripture would mean anything in my life. And those we remember today, the brothers and sisters, the moms and dads, the aunts, uncles, grandparents, children, those photos we are carrying with us right now and those out in the hallway, they weren't saints and they aren't saints because they were perfect, but because of their love for God and what we could see more clearly, the love they shared with us. We remember their stories of love and service for us and to us. And I pray this morning that we let that be a call on our lives to emulate such love for one another. Their words could mean a lot, but even my mother's last words to me pale in comparison to the example that she gave me. My mother's last words were, Brooks, love your family, care for your family. And she didn't mean just Jordan and Sammy and Lola, but she meant my extended family, my siblings, my cousins, my nieces, my nephews. She didn't need to tell me that, though, because she had shown me that in every moment of her life, from driving a boy who had one great summer fishing in Hardy, Arkansas, 13 hours every summer because of that one time, which never happened again, catching like 30 fish in like 10 minutes. It was amazing. But she would take a week out of her summer every year to drive that boy out to Hardy, Arkansas. She also happened to read to that boy until he was in 10th grade because he was so slow at reading he would never get it done in time for school. Luckily, I have a brother. It could be either of us. <laughs> she also uprooted her life when her daughter died and moved back home to Savannah to help raise 
her grandchildren. That's the call on our lives that those we remember have given us to love and to serve our families. And if I can expand my mother's words even more, it's to make our families bigger and more inclusive than just those who are related to us by blood or marriage. But it's to include more people by loving and serving more people and bringing them into our family. And I pray the stories of your loved ones that you remember here today and the love you have received through Jesus Christ encourage and embolden you to do so. 